This is episode 81 of K-12 Tech Talk. We talk about Midwest Tech Talk. We have a listener email. We discuss sub-accounts and service accounts and what we do with them. And the big news, we discuss Tyler Sis and Infinite Campus. Have a listen. This is K-12 Tech Talk. K-12 Tech Talk. The podcast by K-12 Techs. For K-12 Techs. Real conversations. Real arguments and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues. Live from the somethingcool.com studio, this is K-12 Tech Talk, episode 81. The band's back together. Everyone's the here. The boys are back in town. We may not all be in our homes, but uh, we are all here. It's been a busy week since we last chatted. Uh, some pretty wild news in the K-12 world, and uh, we're going to talk about the conference. We got a couple emails. We'll unpack it all. But first, and I want to say- Mark rides a horse. And Mark did. Mark just told us he just got back from horse riding, so uh, he's he's uh, being a, doing the manly things out there. Um, we got to see Has Jeremy- your voice gotten more Western, Mark? What's that? Like, do you have an accent now? Sure do. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's not as by the way, I'm in uh well, I'm a family trip out to Yellowstone Grand Teton. So we're in Idaho right now and uh Okay. Enjoying the West. Awesome. Um so we got to see Jeremy this week, Chris. Yeah, Jeremy hang out with Jeremy from something cool. Sales at somethingcool.com. He was there with a tech guard. They did a pen testing session. It was the most people, no, no joke that I've ever seen in one of our regular classroom uh, setups for a vendor showcase. That's cool. Uh, I, I think pen testing is something that, and, and, it, and it is something that we talk about that we need to do in K-12. We need to do with our departments, with our uh, programs. And I, I, I guess we just had a bunch of techs wanting to learn more about that. Yeah, Jeremy. Josh, have you ever done one? No. No, not a pin, not a real pen test. And that's something that I would want to hire out to someone that knows what they're doing, you know, yeah. especially if it's like for a board report or something, that's not something that, something that I would want to, not that I couldn't do it, which I don't think I could, but I would want a professional to do that, put their stamp, their seal on it, you know, that kind of thing. Outside Wasn't, organizations. Aren't you trying better. to work with a local college or something? Or so yeah, they're offering um, the same thing that MSI SAC offers for free or CI Security offers um, for free. That those external scans they they all use Nessus to scan from from the outside, and it's top vulnerabilities or known vulnerabilities. Um, and anybody can download can can run Nessus. Um, against a public IP, but that's, that's primarily what they're doing. They're not okay. actually, they're not actually breaking in, you know, a pen test implies some sort of, for lack of a better term, penetration, um, you know, be that a firewall or, you know, I don't know if we need an NC 17 rating now that I said that. Um, so yeah, I, I think using Nessus is, is different than a pen test to me. That's, that's more of a, you're you're actually trying to right. knock over something. Mark, um, what about you? Have you ever done any pen, or have, ever had any pen tests done? We have, yeah. Um, it's uh, I would love to talk about pen testing. We had a very very robust pen test externally and internally, and uh, learned a lot. 
definitely, definitely learned a lot. It was absolutely worth it. Um, but, and we do a presentation on it once in a while. We'll kind of go around and talk about here's what we went through and, and what happened. But at the okay. same time, there are some things that I will not say publicly yeah. about the results of our pen test. Um, so it's, it's definitely a, a worthwhile experience if you can do it. Uh, if you can't afford to do it, see if you can find, you know, what are the most common re- results of a pen test and, and what are those things? I will say it's always going to be, you know, unpatched servers, old public facing uh, uh, systems that, that haven't been patched, but pen testing is a whole lot of fun. We should do that in a, an entire episode, unpack that. Yeah. Maybe we should get one of the guys from tech guard to come on, Chris. I know, um, they're they're trying to break out and they they you i guess apparently used to do primarily government work um because they're located relatively close to an air force base and they're trying to expand their customer base a little bit so maybe that they'd want to come on and talk about that um but mark you're right that's definitely some of those findings are definitely things that you don't want in like if you're doing a board report you definitely don't want some of that stuff in public or open session that's a closed session or confidential uh discussion between board members and you uh i we did the same thing when i did my presentation last year to the board there were some things that i i made it clear that i would be willing to talk to them one-on-one or in a in a closed environment or confidential environment but i I wasn't going to talk about some things publicly um so yeah i some of that stuff you absolutely don't want to talk about Um, i know from that pen testing uh, session because Jeremy had emailed me on this. Tech Guard offered anyone that attended that um, a free external pen test. Oh wow! Uh, to kind of get them started, so pretty cool. That's cool. Um, so yeah, let's let's unpack the conference. Let's talk about the conference. We had a, a good time. Spent what two three days together. Well, not Mark. He was vacationing with his family. Um, yeah, K twelve Tech Talk did a session. K twelve Tech Pro did a session. Mark was not in attendance to either one of those. No, didn't even in spirit. In spirit. Didn't even zoom in. Um you did get mentioned, Mark. Oh yeah. Your name was mentioned. Yeah. We 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 mention you when when we when we're trying to like name drop press get some, get some street yep. cred. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we we may we may have mentioned you to the Aruba CTO that was there. Um yeah, I don't know. You, you know Mark from Boston? Oh, everybody knows we Mark do. from Boston. Every, <laughs> everyone knows Mark from Boston. It is sad that in uh, multiple areas, my my name is just Mark from Boston. And I'm yeah. not actually from Boston, too. So uh, I'm, I apologize <laughs> to people who were born and raised in Boston. That um, so, yeah, it started out Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. We set up for the conference. Um, I, see, I see Chris, he pulls up to the school that we're having this conference at, and he pulls up in the, the swagged out Ridge Events truck, him and John, his buddy yep. John, business partner John. He won uh, Forged in Fire on the History Channel, John. That's a good um, plug. Yeah. What what episode was that season? You don't the know. The Bardiche? You're such a good friend. I can look um, that up. So Chris jumps out of the truck and he's all spun up and and the first words were something along the lines of I almost got in a fight with a seventy five year old man. Um, Season five, episode thirty seven. There you go. If you want to see my Chris's... friend John. Yep. Um. So you yeah. You wanna... So at the kickoff, which was the best kickoff we've oh, ever it was had. Awesome. So yeah, you show up at four p.m. 
Uh, you walk in, you get registered, you get a swag bag, and your swag bag is a hat, sunglasses, shirt, flip-flops, uh, and unauthorized, not licensed uh, Game Boy, a bottle of water, a hydro flask, a thing of popcorn. I'm trying to think if I'm missing anything. No, I think, I think that's all. pretty much it. You get all this cool stuff, $90 worth of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you get a wristband to get drinks. Uh, there's appetizers that were good. Yeah, really uh, good. Over in the corner. Coconut uh, shrimp. They were fantastic. Excellent. KCAV, along with Vivacity Tech, was doing uh, a Mario Kart tournament. Yeah. Somethingcool.com with Tech Guard was in the back. They had these arcade games set up, and they gave away two of those. Um, and like then you got legit console arcade, arcade games. Yeah. Yeah, like the stand-up Miss Pac-Man and stuff. Um, and then you could get tickets to this show that would take place at like seven o'clock, eight upstairs at this place called the Sky Bar. Um, and we gave you your drink was included up there as well. So live music. So from four to like 1030. Yeah. Like you this could, is the kickoff. you could drink and eat for free. Yeah. And we're not going to mention the artist because, yeah, for so, several, several reasons. Here's the story. Here's the quick story. John and I. Fortune Fire Champion. <laughs> so use so we, your you, use your imagination. You know those guys have big arms, right? Because they they're he's a maintenance out. maintenance yeah. dude at the school. Um, he doesn't like work out, but he's a strong fella yeah. lifting toilets and whatnot that maintenance <laughs> guys do. Um, so he is there. We're unpacking swag early in the morning. The place tells us where to park. They give us the carts to use. Someone at some point said we had until 1030 to get done. It's like 930 in the morning. All we're doing is moving swag bags, having a good time. This guy shows up, 75-something-year-old guy, smoking a cigarette. He's got a cane. His arms are like a cast thing. He's clearly like the tour manager or something. It's just me out there, and he says, hey, the tour bus is getting ready to pull up. You're going to have to move. And I said, yeah, we're just moving bags. Uh, we'll be out of here soon. He's like, um, well, they're going to, they need to park here. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I gave the social cue, whatever. I said, we actually bought uh, 200 something tickets to the show tonight. We're really excited about it. And I thought this is going to be like, hey, we're on this, you know, we bought tickets. That means money. That means that that person that's going to play, you know, we're working together. It's going to be cool for us to be here for another 30 minutes. And he says, and he didn't say it mean. Looking back, he probably said it mean. I didn't get the social cue. He said, I'm just telling you the reality of the situation. Okay. I'm moving my bags. I walk <laughs> in with my cart of stuff. And I was like, hey, John, that guy, you know, I, I told the same story I just told you. No big deal. So John goes out and I'm moving bags and stuff. Um, and by the way, John and I, not confrontational people, um, laid back people, um, not looking for trouble. <laughs> But I walk out to hearing John say, until a manager tells us the move, we're not moving with Ray's voice. And then I jump on the truck and I don't even there's several minutes of this that I don't know what all we said. But I know that John and I together were Ray's voices talking to this tour manager guy and his crew and we're going back and forth, raise voices, and it's escalated about whether or not we're going to move the truck. 
because what had happened was the tour bus showed up and that guy said, okay, you guys have to move now. And we weren't really having it at one point. At one point there was a lady with her finger touching her nose over her mouth, telling me to be quiet. (laughs) And I said, if you guys will be quiet and leave us alone, we can move these bags. There's literally like four boxes left. So we almost got into a fight with the band. And I'm just going to say that if, if I'm ever, er, ever in a throwdown, I want John on my team. Cause like, (laughs) not Chris, I'm like, Chris wasn't going to take anybody. John would, I, I, he would have taken all of them like with one arm behind his back. I'm sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I just imagine a sea of like K-12 tech directors, which and then then, the band and there's just like the mountain from Game of Thrones, like (laughs) right in the middle, ready to throw down with a senior citizen (laughs) in a cast. I say he's got his cigarette arm and sling with a with a cane. Yeah. And he's yelling at me. (laughs) It was not to mention not to mention. John had a battle axe. I mean, there was there was a a battle axe and a crown. Yeah. And a whole lot of bootleg Nintendos and a whole lot of bootleg Nintendo. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how things started out. Clearly, you guys don't know the music industry. Are you kidding me? He said that. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And like John and I just kept looking at each other. (laughs) What? What? I don't know what's what's going to happen. What are we doing? I've seen, I've seen the movie Almost Famous, sir. I know how this works. Yeah, yeah. So then John's truck, the Ridge Events truck, mysteriously ends up with a flat tire. True story. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're at the school and I'm like, hey, John, your front tire is uh, kind of flat. And yeah, he had to get it patched. Um, so maybe they maybe they slashed his tire. We don't know um so no it was it was good great kickoff event we all went to the concert uh regardless of of chris and john's confrontation um we had a great time the sessions the opening keynote was a local guy here from missouri that had used to work for the state consortium kind of did a retrospective on technology in k-12 and kind of where he sees things going um sessions were all day food was great the cafeteria ladies that worked on the food and the maintenance guys that helped man that food was good the roast beef they had was ridiculous day um, two we had a hog roast yeah we had a hog roast mark you ever had a hog roast no i'm, I'm sure he has them like once a month or something um, <laughs> it's a very boston thing yeah very boston. boston yeah <laughs> the, po- the polynesian community in boston is strong right um so we had all or all sorts of caffeinated beverages um, we spent five hundred dollars on energy drinks yeah. And they were almost I, gone the first day. Yeah. I really thought that was a lot. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't. Uh, Chris and I presented on that first day. How many people were there? What was our total? Um, we hit 20s. Oh, like grand, grand yeah, spanking yeah, total. Yeah. 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 Um, 260 between, something. Yeah. 260 confirmed. Then we had some walk ins. I think we hit 270. I can, yeah. I think I could have confidence with that number. And then vendors, we had 31 companies. Um, but there was like, between 65 and 75 people from companies. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, there. Cuz SHI sent a bunch of people. Um so let's let's talk about one of the vendors that was there, PDS Provision Data Solutions. Yep. They were there. They threw a heck of a party. 
um, at a local watering hole that evening, provided transportation for everyone so no one had to drive. Um, cornhole tournament. Cornhole tournament. Yep. And that was a great and time. And that's actually, to speak to that, that PDS, what they do at the conference speaks to just what they do every single day. And that's to care about their customers. Right. Um, I don't know if many know this. I know some know it because I try to tell the story. But so this was Midwest Tech Talk year six, year one, uh, when it was me and you, Josh, and it was it was Jay when and, and Patrick. That was kind of the first four before we formed full on committee. Yeah. Um, PDS was who I asked and, and something cool.com. Actually, two of our sponsors here. Um, hey, we're going to do a conference. Would you like to give us some money? Uh, and those were the two companies that without having a single attendee, uh, they invested in the Midwest tech talk to get it going. Yeah. So yeah, we, we thank them for that. So if you're looking for technology stuff, be it virtual servers, wireless networking, physical networking, battery backups, uh, pretty much anything in the K-12 realm for technology provision data solutions can help you out. Should give Ryan an email, Ryan R at provision Um, um, I guess you want to do listener email real quick, Chris, you got, yeah, we up? got one listener. Dan says this kind of, you lost his email, didn't you? Yeah. I deleted it. Here we go. All right, guys. I don't think you addressed this, but I could be wrong. I think we've talked about this before, uh, but it, I know it's been a bit. Uh, he says we traditionally use one sub account per building. And it gets used by one to five subs per day. How do you guys handle this generic account problem? And then to add to that, um, how do you enforce MFA on these accounts? Or do you? Um, Ideal. And then he said this. Ideally, I think secretaries would have access uh, to be able to create a temporary sub account that they could disable at the end of the day. Uh, But, you know, how would I script this? What would I do with this? Uh, pre, uh, before COVID, subs just needed a generic Windows account, but now they need Google Drive, Classroom, and Gmail. Uh, how do you guys address that? Our our subs, uh, when they go through new new sub orientation or sub orientation every year at the beginning of the year, um, they're verified that they're active, and we we have network accounts for all of them, and we have email accounts for all of them. Um, that was one thing that since I've been there, that was I kind of put my foot down my first or second year about generic accounts um, that I wasn't gonna, going to allow them. Uh, so we, we create an account for every substitute. So they Aren't, fill out tech paperwork and they get approved by the board and the whole bit and you make them Windows and Google? Yeah, pretty much. And once they, once they go to their first training or their, cause they all, there's a, there's a substitute meeting at the beginning of the year that they have to attend before they can actually sub. And once they do that, then, then we either activate their accounts or create their accounts. Yeah. Okay. Mark, what do you do? Uh, a little bit of the same. So um, first on the topic of service accounts, we try as hard as we can to avoid creating service accounts or, or generic accounts, I guess you could say, unless it's a situation like a service account where, where a system needs it. But we try not to allow our users to have any sort of generic account where uh, the goings of that account, the ins and outs can't be tracked to who, you know, who sent right. this email, out, who logged into it. So Generally speaking, uh, we really, really try to avoid anybody using a, a, a generic account. Um, 
on the topic of sub uh, substitutes, same thing as Josh, we do give our substitutes uh, an account when they become a new employee. I will say that doesn't mean that they have a habit of using that account, mm-hmm. but when you're an employee, it's just part of the onboarding process. You're, you're given an account. Um, but I don't think we've really tapped into that challenge of substitutes. And it's something that, you know, a lot of systems and, and online tools don't have a substitute feature to them that makes it very easy. Right. And sometimes like, you know, <clears throat> systems like Google Classroom or these online tools that allow a teacher to add a substitute in, sometimes when the teacher's out, they don't know who the substitute is to right. add that teacher to them. Right. So these systems themselves are not built for substitute needs. And so anything you're doing, you're kind of, you're kind of hacking it, I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. We, 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 even though all of our substitutes have accounts, we still have the problem of sharing teachers sharing accounts. And and when yeah. I find that out, like we had a we had a long term sub one time, <clears throat> he was in seven for a, a technology teacher, for matter of fact. And I had found out he called me with a problem, and after talking with him, figured out that he was actually using the teacher who was out on long term uh, outage or whatever. I don't remember if she had a baby or what. Um, he was using her account. I'm like, dude, we, we can't do this. I'm going to disable her account. You, you cannot do that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's a tough situation. You're exactly right. Mark Google classroom does not have an easy function that allows kind of that itinerant teacher to be assigned. Chris, and there are, oh, sorry. there are some like third-party tools that <laughs> allow administrators to add people in, but it's not it's not a part of the product. It's not a right. part of the core. So anything you're doing, you're kind of hobbling it together. And then you got to remember to remove them at the end of the day. So did you say hobbling it together? Yeah. Isn't, exactly. isn't it cobbling? Yeah, we can edit this part out, right? Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, what do you do? We we give all subs a Windows account um, as soon as they're board approved and have paperwork and a file. And then we encourage them to do, um, it's this online sub tech training that I've made myself. Um, they have to go through that. And if they complete that, then they can have a Google account. Hmm. Um, and all that is, is like, watch this video. You learned about the basics of the projector in our rooms, um, how, how to log into the computer. Uh, I make them send me an email. I make them go to this particular Google doc that's been shared and they type in it. They just, it's just very like, here's what you might do as a sub. Yeah. Um, and then I'll make them a Google account. I do restrict them. They can only email within our domain. Um, oh, that's a good idea. I don't know that I'm doing that. I do that. And then every year at the end of the year, I turn because subs get approved every year. So right. every year I turn off all of those accounts. Now they don't have to do the training again. They just have to do their paperwork on file with the board again. Yeah. I like that idea of them not being able to email out. Um, interesting. He, he had some more here. So, and, and Mark kind of touched on this, um, talking about service accounts and stuff. How do you guys manage like HVAC, any, any, anything that needs like a, you know, you call it a service account or a, a, a utility account. And then, we, you know, we've had these, all these conversations about two factor. How do you do two factor with your HVAC or do you do two factor with your HVAC or all these other accounts that we talk about anything generic? Man, that's a good one. I don't have that many, 
probably less than five service accounts. I don't even know if I have five service accounts. Um, I HVAC is a good example, though. <clears throat> that that system is on its own box, not domain joined. Uh, it it does have its own web server, but it's only accessible through a VPN with our maintenance department and the HVAC company that does require two-factor authentication. Um, and I have that on its own VLAN with an ACL at my core that doesn't allow that network, that subnet to pretty much talk to anything but the route to get out to the web. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 we, like I said before, we really try to minimize service accounts. Uh, if somebody comes to us, they're bringing on a new system that requires it. Uh, we're also going to look at who's going to have access to the account. How can we minimize that? How can we put the password in a place where it absolutely doesn't need to be known? Um, uh, but HVAC is is really the shadow IT problem of the world right now. Yeah. It's, it's not... Uh, necessarily managed in the same manner that we're managing our, you know, our regular IT uh, stack. You have uh, non-technical staff who is implementing new HVAC or, or facilities-based systems, uh, and it really is becoming a source of a lot of, um, you know, ransomware or virus penetrations into to the district because it's just not being configured and managed according to you know, regular IT specs. So yeah. HVAC is a, it's a huge risk for, for K-12 organizations. I think the best thing to do is to, you know, try to alleviate the, the issue by, by staying in close contact with your maintenance folks and your, your, your facility staff and make sure that you have a handle on what they're doing. And then they know that they can come to you for the IT side of things and you'll be able to, to support them so that they don't try to go off and do their own thing. Yeah. Uh, let, let the record show this is we're what 20 minutes into this and we've said the word penetration twice um go ahead chris i was gonna say dan did say this as a possible solution and i was just looking it up to kind of re re refresh myself on it because I've, I've heard of it before but i know i don't use it uh but google yeah. uh, context aware access oh. so that like you can you can say that this account can only be used within at like from this IP, so you can keep it in-house. Hmm. So like your HVAC, okay, maybe you can't put two-factor on your HVAC. Well, you could at least say that account can only log in from your district's IP. And I know Google has what they call, what is it, app passwords for yeah. like yeah. The, the less secure, like SMTP relay from copiers and stuff like that, um, that I know that they were trying to push for a while. I assume that's still a thing. Yeah, that could um, be good. I mean, that's I mean, actually being, that's kind of being less secure, right? Sure, right. Yeah. This context context aware access is interesting. It says, uh, use this when you want to uh, allow access to apps only from company issued devices. So I don't know if you do like a MAC address bit, like only this MAC address can use this email address. That's interesting to think through. Uh, allow access to drive only if a user storage device is encrypted. That's interesting. And then the one that he was mostly talking about was it can restrict access uh, to the outside from the corporate network. Hmm. So again, that's interesting. Like, okay, my HVAC, not the most secure thing I'm dealing with, you know, whatever, whatever uh, it has these tech issues. I can at least set up this service account that only this IP can access Gmail if it needs to send out warnings or whatever. Hmm. That's interesting. 
You want to anything talk else about- on that? I think that's all the email. Yeah. You want to talk about Aruba and their Platinum Plus sponsorship, Chris? Yeah, so Aruba HPE, uh, they were Platinum Plus sponsors of Midwest Tech Talk. Um, and we know they've been sponsors of the podcast uh, for quite some time. So uh, they had several sessions um, at uh, Midwest Tech Talk. And actually, one of their guys, and I'm slipping on his name, Josh, that did the keynote. Um, but he had a good keynote just talking basically about the future of networking. Um, and I was laughing because I think of Wi-Fi like 6E as like future, right? Yeah, like yeah. I'm not full implemented or implementing that. I'm learning about that still. And he was already talking about seven. Seven, yeah. Uh, just to try to get your head spinning on future thoughts. And then talking about, and even with, Aruba, just not that long ago, I've gotten to ClearPass and we feel really good about, hey, give me MAC addresses. And now I have MAC addresses. We can skip this and do this and do this. And he's talking about the stuff that's coming where it's AI. So it just knows, it knows it's Chromebook and it knows it's this. So it, it even beyond the, you get to manually type in a MAC address or dump in a, you know, a spreadsheet of MAC addresses kind of thing. So Aruba a proud sponsor of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast and Midwest Tech Talk. What was that guy's name? Uh, Two others on a website that you could go look for the agenda. I'm going. All right. No, it, it was good. There was, it, it was a lot of uh, very technical detail, very um, deep in the weeds type stuff. But yeah, I kind of thought the same thing that they were already developing uh, Wi-Fi 7 protocols and standards and stuff like that. Uh, Matthew Heisen. That's right. Heisen. Um, he was from the office of the CTO, right? Yes. Yeah. He had a really cool title. Yeah. title. Yeah. So that was, it was a good keynote. Um, and it really wasn't, I didn't think it was much of a sales pitchy thing. It was more of a, I thought a strategic because even, even after the, after the discussion, our friend Jay, who's an extreme wireless customer and went to extreme world in Nashville about a month ago. He said the the talking points from Extreme on their wireless product and development was very similar to the talking points from Matthew and, and Aruba's development and, and strategic, yeah. I guess, roadmap. Um, he used so, the word parallel. Right. Yes. Jay did use the word parallel. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it was good. And thank you, Aruba, for staying with us and sponsoring both of those items. Um, <clears throat> so we kind of hinted at the beginning of the show. There was some pretty pretty big news um, that broke yesterday. Today's the 21st. So this news broke yesterday, the 20th. Um, late yesterday, I guess it was late yesterday afternoon. It was about what, two o'clock, three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, the one of the one of the items were constantly in a Discord room with a bunch of tech directors. And uh, they started posting this link to an article or a press release from Tyler Technologies. If you don't know who Tyler Technologies is, they are a, um, they're actually a pretty big conglomerate. They offer software solutions to a number of government entities from voting systems to medical cannabis management systems to uh, water and power uh, billing systems. Well, they also offer student information systems to K-12 entities uh, with their product, Sys K-12. And I think depending on what state you're in, it might be named just Sys. Um, well, there, this press release came out 
and said that they have strategically aligned with Infinite Campus to move more or less all of their school customers and their CIS customers, CIS K-12 customers over to Infinite Campus over the next, what is it, by 2023, I think yep, was their goal Summer date. 2023. By the end, it had to be completed. Um, they are expecting to have a number of people converted in time for fall of 2023. Um, it's it, a big <clears throat> deal, man. It shook a lot of people um, big time. Um, I know our CIS person has said, because I had, a couple of years ago, we, we had fallen on some tough times with Tyler and um, their support has kind of been lacking the last couple of years. And I had said something about, well, maybe we, maybe we start looking at another product and our CIS person had said, if you do that, I'm retiring. So I, <laughs> when I heard about this yesterday, I called her up and I didn't say, she answered the phone. Hey, Josh, what's up? And I didn't, all I said was happy retirement. She was, don't eat, that's not even funny. Uh, she, <laughs> she had, they had sent out an email and she got the email. Um, I mean, it's, this is a big deal. Chris, are you, you're not, are you a Tyler customer for CIS? Yeah, we're cis cis fin versus trans. Okay, Mark, you're not right. You're not a Tyler cis customer. We're not a Tyler cis com- customer. We do have a Tyler product though, but okay. not this. So the press release goes on to say that it, it's kind of interesting. Um, from what it sounds like, they are doing a customer swap. So Tyler Technologies is they are going to push their cis student information system customers to Infinite Campus, Infinite Campus. And at the same time, Infinite Campus is going to push their ERP customers, their financial system customers over to SysFin, uh, the Tyler's ERP solution um, and their transportation solution, it sounds like. So I don't know if that means Versatrans or, Trans- Traver- or Traversa, their other product. Um, so it's kind of it kind of sounds like they're doing a customer swap or a, a product swap. Tyler, the FAQ yesterday did say that they are stopping development on any features uh, with Tyler or with Sys, um, but they will. Which continue. only like a year ago they had a new version. Like I mean, we just yeah. we just Sys trained all of our faculty and staff on new stuff. Yeah, Sys three sixty. Um, and did you know? <clears throat> I know Chris knows this. Uh, that Tyler, that Sys was originally created by a student in college as a capstone project. And it w- it went over so well that when he graduated, he started selling that product to school districts as a student information system. And then in 2008, he sold it to Tyler Technologies for what I would assume would be a lot of money. Because we used, to, and that's why it's, you know, you used to be like, what cyst in Missouri, you'd say, what cyst do you use? Yeah. And some might say Limburger. Yeah. Some might say Power School, but some you would say, hey, what sis you use? And they would say, sis. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. <laughs> Limburger, though. I mean, what a name for a for a student information system. That was Limburger. financials. That was financials too, wasn't it? Uh-huh. I think we had that before Sysfin. Yeah. So uh, I've oh. been at two different school districts. I I districts I moved. Where, where I was involved with moving to something new, Limburger to Sis and Limburger to Power School. Oh, interesting. But this is interesting because I mean, over the last ten years, I've seen so many small-time SIS products kind of being folded into larger conglomerate SIS yeah. companies. So the the market is getting smaller and smaller, which 
I don't well, know if that's a, that it's good for some things and it's and it may not be good for others. So it's got to be a tough market, too. I mean, who yeah. who's going to start one from scratch? Um, I So, yeah, this this has got a lot of people worked up, concerned, worried. You know, what is what does that transition look like? What does that migration look like? Um, training staff at the beginning of next year, even pricing. Yeah. Like the years ago when, when at a previous school district, when we picked power school, infinite campus was one that we looked at and it was great, but it was super expensive. So I, I think it's really interesting of what's, what's that path look like if we're under a contract, because we're, I mean, we do, they, they host us. Like, what's that look like? Is my, is my contract just going to go way up? Is it the same? Is it cheaper? No, I, I nothing's cheaper. Um, we we hey, self-host. Go ahead. I was going to say, Mark, does everyone in Massachusetts use the same sys, or do you guys have choices? No, there's there's definitely a number of of different SIS products. I mean, all the big names are there. There's there's there was an effort a few years ago for the state to try to find some kind of you know better pricing uh, for everybody, but it. it Nobody really switched over to their selected product, um, but there's definitely a kind of dominant SIS uh, across the state. And I think, to be honest with you, state reporting and like you know an SIS vendor's ability to to support state reporting really has a huge impact on a lot of other factors or a lot of other, um, you know, how how much this product spreads within a particular state. Well, it's it's interesting you say that because. Uh... Tyler Sis has been the state reporting, like that's what the state of Missouri runs for state reporting. So now the question becomes, does the Department of Education open that bid back up and solicit new bids for the system to run the state reporting system? Or do they just move to Infinite Campus like everyone else will? I was going to say, I know Infinite Campus used to be the one that some states um, picked as like every school district in the state uses infinite campus. Oh, interesting. And then, and then they would do this thing where like, whatever, on the 15th of the month, it had the thing at the state level that it would come in instead of a bunch of uh, core data people running reports and exporting it and, and pumping it up to a website, infinite campus could just draw it all out at the same time. Wow. And then you, and then you just go to the state website and see what errors you had. Hmm. So all of this to say that today, Chris uh, worked some magic. We got our Twitter on today, boys. Yeah, we were. Chris was tweeting Tyler Tech today. And would you like to share the news? Yeah, let me. I'll I'll read quotes. Okay. That way we don't misspeak. Um, I tweeted at Tyler. Um, and said. He's he's cobbling together quotes right now. Just yeah, yeah <laughs> cobbling. <laughs> yeah, I said Tyler Tech. We are a K twelve tech department podcast with listeners mostly in Missouri, but across the U S and beyond. Listeners, and we want to know more about Sis. Want to know more about the Sis and Infinite Campus deal? Could someone join us on the podcast to get the word out? And then we had some uh, retweets and some likes and stuff. And then there was an email exchange with them. Um, and they've been working on getting some people together. And then we received this tweet back. Uh, we would love the opportunity. And it's going to happen. So they 
I think we can say this. So there's going to be a Tyler rep and an infinite campus rep uh, someday soon uh, on the pod. Super exciting. Um, So all of that said, and knowing that we're going to have this interview coming up with representatives from both Tyler and infinite campus, we want to hear from you. We, we want to know what burning questions, what, what worries do you have? I, I know the worries that I have. Um, my sis coordinator has expressed some concerns to me and has some questions that she'd like me to ask. Um, if you have questions or if your sis coordinator has questions or burning concerns, email us. Uh, K12techtalk at gmail.com. Let us know uh, what your questions are, and we will try to kind of collate all these hundreds and hundreds of questions that I expect to get from listeners into, um, you know, a manageable list of five, six, seven, eight. Uh, And we will do our best to get the answer from the horse's mouth, throwback to Mark riding horses at the beginning of this episode, um, and and get some real information, (laughs) some good information, um, and hopefully information that'll make us feel better. Because right. realistically, I, I've had a couple conversations both with our superintendent and our court, our sys coordinator today, and I said, you know, whether we like it or not, we have to do something. Tyler, Tyler, sis is going to go away. We have to make a move, and if that move is to Infinite Campus because they have this arrangement, or if that means that we open it up and we look at others, I don't think we will. Um, we have to do something. So buckle up strap in it, it's here it comes because it, it's got to happen get ready for the ride yeah <laughs> make sure your safety harness is on um and, and you know one thing that i told both of them was the fact that tyler is is recommending that everyone move to infinite campus like this or they have this agreement with infinite campus my gut would tell me that they're going to have that migration plan or path the steps to do it down pat Right. There shouldn't be any surprises. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that's my hope anyway. I, I, and maybe, it, hopefully I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Any final It's going to yeah. be okay. It'll be okay. Mark, what's on the plan for tonight? Are you going out for an evening horse ride? Uh, we're going out to, there's some concert nearby we're going to go to and take a nice After, relax. You have to collect wood. Oh yeah. Is it concert. like a chuck wagon? Are you going on a chuck <laughs> wagon thing? <laughs> No, no. Get along, little doggies. How's the how's the stew coming yeah. along? I think we just lost. I'm in Idaho, and I think we just lost all audience members from Idaho based on this. Well, what about what about the potatoes? Ooh, they're so they're really good here. Are yeah. they really? And like oh, yeah. literally, really, you can tell a difference. I, I maybe I don't know. It, come, Mark. You, you can't say things like yeah, I don't. You, I Idahoans. You cannot say things like that and not back those back that up, Mark. Oh yeah, I mean, there are big had, difference. Oh, I don't know. We've we had some potatoes that are on very this good. pod, but we don't lie. We've had some potatoes that are very, very good. So I will, after the entire week, I'll let you know if it was a consistently awesome and amazing potato experience. You, so when you have a baked potato with dinner, at, you know you probably go to some fancy steakhouse. You know, cows are up there plentiful. Um, you need to ask the waitress, is this potato local? Is this okay. like a, a farm to table potato? And if she says no, I'll walk out. Yes. I mean, flip, clearly you, you have flip to flip that table. You flip the table. <laughs> I want, I want local potatoes. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, Mark, have fun. The pictures you have sent us look amazing. The Grand Tetons look beautiful. 
Um, you the slightly adult version of whatever the buffaloes were doing that picture um, that was entertaining. I've seen turtles do that. I've never seen buffaloes do that. Um, yeah, <laughs> have fun, Mark. Well, I, I'm super jealous. I, it's somewhere I haven't been yet. I, I I definitely recommend the area. I mean, we're we're barely into our our trip here, and I'm just amazed. It's so it's a great place. How much longer you you come home? You go home over the weekend. Uh, Tuesday actually. Oh wow, cool. Yeah, we've got some time. So have you made it into Yellowstone yet? We actually have not. We kind of skirted around. We drove around Yellowstone down to the um, border of Idaho and Wyoming. So we're right near Jackson. Yeah, kind of using that as their starting point and going up. And then tomorrow we're going to do the loop in Jack in uh, Yellowstone. Cool. Crowd's been okay. Yeah. No. No crowds. No traffic. I mean, un- unless the buffalo walk in front of the road and that backs cars up, but yeah, no, no traffic. No crowds. Yeah, those exhibitionist right. buffaloes. Um, all right, guys. Any any closing thoughts tonight? No. All nope. right. All right. Well, that was episode eighty-one. Tweet us. Ain't let us know. seen you around here before. Yeah, get your cowboy hat, Mark, and no cowboy no. boots. A fresh pair of cowboy boots. I bet you could rock some cowboy boots and chaps. Yep. <laughs> I uh, don't. I don't think so. <laughs> All right. Episode 81. Tweet us. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Mark's, you know, cowboy attire, Tyler technology questions, whatever. Shoot us an email. If you're a member of Mark's tech department, it would be great for you to Photoshop Mark's head onto some different cowboy outfits (laughs) and and riding a bison or something like that while on a sailboat. Yep. Don't pet the bison, Mark. That is a recommendation I've heard from the, from the national park service. Do not pet the bison Um, or Buffalo, whatever they are. Uh, tweet us, email us your questions uh, uh, for Tyler and Infant Campus. We'll get the straight answer for them in a couple of weeks. We'll talk about that more next week as well. Uh, thanks for listening. Share us with your friends.